Welcome back to the Five of the Back podcast. This episode, we're going to be continuing our club analysis series. This time, we're going to be looking at Tottenham Hotspur. So, as usual, we will identify three problem positions, and then for each position, come up with three different players they could buy. Yeah, so we're going to go for an expensive signing, a mid-range signing, and a cheaper option for goalkeeper, centre-back, and centre-attacking midfield. Yeah, so if you look at the positions we chose, Goalkeeper, they obviously have Hugo Lloris. But we're looking for somebody who could either come in now and be a number two for a couple of years until Lloris gets too old. Or you could sell Lloris now when you can still get some money for him and bring in someone who's ready to take over the number one shirt. Yeah, exactly. Because I think it would be a bit of a waste to um, just get rid of Lloris straight away. And I think to get a younger goalkeeper in that can learn from him and take over his number one shirt in a couple of years... I think that's a great option. Yeah, and with the centre-back position, the Spurs have been struggling to find a regular partner for Davison Sanchez because I think everybody would agree that he is their strongest centre-back at the moment, but there isn't really somebody who can play alongside him because Vertonghen left in the summer. Alderweire was still there, but he's old and not as good as he used to be. Yeah. Um, they've got Tanganga, who's very young. They've got Joe Roden, who they signed from Swansea, but really isn't quality enough to be starting for them week in week out so I think really they want someone who can who can command at the back and who can partner Davison Sanchez yeah I think especially under a Mourinho side I think they need that older viral Vertonghen partnership-esque sort of thing um I also think they need a bit of a commanding player like a, a captain-esque sort of player yeah definitely right um, and in attacking midfield uh I think since Ericsson left They've, they've struggled to have creativity in the side. Deli Ali hasn't stepped up. He's been disappointing this season. I think he's not getting yeah. the team quite often. I think the main thing with Ali is just he has a lack of motivation. Like he has all the talent to become a top class player, but he just doesn't put in the work. And I think we saw in the Spurs documentary, he doesn't always turn up to training on time. He's not the most punctual, doesn't get on great with Jose. And with a manager like Jose, a character like Jose, you can't just mess him around. Definitely. I agree. So let's get straight into it. Should we start with goalkeeper? Yep, let's go. Okay, so. So for the cheap option, I've gone with Alphonse Ariola. He's playing at Fulham. He's on loan from PSG. He's only really had one season in senior football where he was number one. And that was 2018-19, where in 20, he conceded 27 goals in 31 games for PSG. Which is, they're pretty good numbers, you know? Yeah. Um... And he's currently at Fulham. He's spoken quite a few times about how he loves London and he, he'd like to live in London. So Spurs is, is a good choice for him in that sense. It's also a good choice for him because you've seen before, he was number two at Real Madrid, he was number two at PSG. He doesn't mind waiting for his chance. So he could come in, be number two for a year or two, and then take over from Lloris. Yeah, exactly. And I think a player like Ariola, ex-PSG number one, he's really too good for Fulham. And I feel like he needs to make this conscious decision. Am I going to stay at Fulham? Am I going to live my career like that? Nothing against Fulham. But they're not quite Spurs. They're not quite Jose Mourinho. He's got a real chance here. And I think Spurs, they could definitely get him from cheap off PSG. I don't think PSG value him very much. And I think Daniel Levy could do another brilliant bit of business here. Yeah, I agree. I think he's only on loan at Fulham. So he has that backup option if Fulham do go down. Um, and also, he's French, so he could learn from Lloris, and they could 
if you get all well and Larice could teach him, I think it would be uh, it would be a decent signing for Spurs. So for my mid range goalkeeper, I've gone for Alban Lafont of Nantes. Playing in a in a pretty weak side with a bad defence, he's a real natural shot stopper. And he's only twenty one. He has so much potential. And I feel like he'd be happy to come in under Larice learn for a couple of years, get some of that experience and go and use it. You know, he's he can really use this opportunity, especially under a manager like Jose, who is so defensive. And I think it'd be a great option for him. Yeah, so another French goalie who could learn off of Lloris because realistically he would still be number two for a couple of years. Um, he's young still. I think he'd be happy to take that number two spot. And yeah, it could be, could be a very good signing. At the same time, it is a risk because he's so young. Yeah. It could be a bad signing, but because he's young, even if they even if they do sell him on in a couple of years, they won't make too much of a loss on him. Yeah, exactly. And especially considering he's a goalkeeper, goalkeepers tend to keep their value quite well. They keep they seem to go along quite quite well in their careers, as we see Manuel Neuer still starting for Germany over to Stegen, even though he's well into his thirties. I think yeah, I definitely think Alvin Lafont could be a good shout. So, who have you gone for for your expensive option? Well, I've gone with Andre Onana. Um, everyone knows his name nowadays, particularly off the back of that incredible season with Ajax, where they got to the semi-finals of the Champions League and actually lost to Spurs. Yeah. Um, last year, he kept 15 clean sheets, which is they're very good numbers. And that is bearing in mind that he did lose Matthias de Ligt in front of him that year. So, it was obviously going to be slightly worse than the year before. But that year before... 26 clean sheets today. Truly world-class. Um, he's still very young. He's 24, I believe. So he would he would want to have that number one shirt, though, over Lloris. Mm-hmm. So I think if Spurs were going to go in for Onana, they would want to sell Lloris first. And whether they can do that, whether they're willing to do that, is one question. But if they do, I think Onana is the perfect choice. Yeah, and as we've seen with Onana, it's a matter of time before he moves to a bigger club. He's outgrown Ajax now. I mean, keeping 26 clean sheets and walking the edressive every season, he deserves a little bit more now. And I think Spurs could definitely be a good option for him. It's just whether they can fight off those clubs like uh, Chelsea aren't looking anymore, but uh, United, Real Madrid are interested, clubs like that, Barcelona. Yeah, well, the thing is, a lot of these clubs have dropped out of the race because Real Madrid got caught up. Mm-hmm. Um, United, they have their head, has got a lot better and they've got Barcelona, well, he came through for, um, in the Barcelona Academy, actually, but Testeg is in the form of his life. Neto as well. Yeah, so really, there aren't many options for him to go to. So I think if Spurs came in with a good mm. offer, I think he'd be very willing to take it. Yeah, but I think it's a matter of time before a bigger club comes in. I think Daniel Levy's got to get in now while he still can. Definitely. Right. Should we move on to centre-back now? Let's go for it. So, for my cheap centre-back, I've gone for Per Schurz of Ajax. To be a starting centre-back in a Champions League side is a huge feat for a 20-year-old. And not many people know of him. I doubt there'd be too many other clubs going in. And I think he's relatively risk-free. I think he's definitely got those characteristics to be captain material in a couple of years. But there's, uh, there's obviously the issue of, does he have the quality to come straight into a Spurs side and start? Yeah, I think really... Spurs do want to sign someone who's a bit older with a bit more experience who can lead that back line. And I think if they wanted to bring in a young player, they'd use Tanganga, who mm. they already have, who 
I don't think there's really much of a yeah. gap in quality between Persher and Tanganga. But one of the big things about Persher's is he can really command the play from the back, which I think is a big feat in this day and age. A pass success rate of 91%. He can really control that play and start out attacks from the back, quick counter-attacks like Mourinho loves. Yeah, yeah, I think he could be a very good shout, but he is, he is yeah. slightly risky. It is a bit of a risk. So who have you gone for for your medium-range option? Well, I've gone with Yannick Vestergaard out of Southampton. Um, he's, he's a very good centre-back. He's aging slightly, he's 28 now, but he has the ability, the commanding presence, to control that back line. He's six foot seven. he's so tall. Yeah. Tallest player in the Premier League, I believe. Yeah, I believe so. Certainly the tallest outfield player. Yeah. Um, his defensive awareness is just amazing. Especially Hasenhutl has transformed him. This season he's already scored twice. Um, so he does have a goal in him. He's going to get you <coughs> about four or five goals a season. Because at set pieces, hardly anyone's going to be able to He is him. an absolute menace at set pieces. But he's not just a physical presence. You know, he's got 82% pass accuracy. And it, that's only going up. He's only improving week by week with his playing up from the back and his passing. Mm-hmm. And I think under Mourinho, he could only get better. I think another big quality about him is the fact that he's Premier League proven. You know, we see so many defenders these days. There's not too many big def- big centre-backs coming through. And I think uh, a player like Yannick Vestergaard, to be playing at Southampton, I think he deserves a bit of a step up now, especially at 28 years old. I think it's time that he picked out a move. Definitely. As much as I hate to say it, as a Southampton fan, he could do it at a higher level. Right. So now for the expensive option. It was a real toss-up here between probably two of the most sought-after centre-backs in the world. Milan Skriniar and Deo Ufamakano. It's a really tough one here. And we saw, uh, we actually did see Spurs going in for Skriniar over the summer. We did, but they didn't quite get the deal over the line, unfortunately. Yeah. So that's probably edged me towards my decision. I've gone for Deo Ufamakano as my expensive option. He's a brilliant young player, averaging 2.3 tackles per game and two interceptions. He's perfect. You know, he's not dribbled past many times either. He's a real Mourinho centre-back, doesn't let players past him, always manages to get the ball, and I think he could definitely be an upgrade on any, well, probably any centre-back in the Premier League, bar Van Dijk, Laporte, obviously. Yeah, so I think Deo Upamecano is a very good centre-back. He's obviously playing under Nagelsmann at Leipzig. Which he's quite an attacking coach. He likes his, play, his teams to play free-flowing football. You saw it at Hoffenheim. You're seeing it now at Leipzig. Um, and I think under Mourinho, it would be very different because Mourinho is one of the most defensive coaches ever. But that could be perfect for him, just for him to improve as a centre-back. He could turn into one of the world's best defenders. He could turn into a Van Dijk or Ramos, a PK. Yeah, he really is a quality player. And I think to be at a club like Leipzig, pretty much no one in Germany likes Leipzig because obviously the Red Bull money coming in, it's quite a yeah. controversial subject, one for another episode. But I really think he's a quality player and he deserves a step up. But the only issue there is that Every single club in Europe wants Deo Upamecano. Yeah, you look at, you see United want him, you see City want him, you see Real Madrid want him, you see Bayern Munich want him. Everywhere wants him. So do Spurs have enough of a pull to get him? I'm not sure. But I think the opportunity to work under Mourinho as a defender is hard to turn down. Mm -hmm. And as we've mentioned so many times before, 
Daniel Levy is one of the best businessmen in the Premier League. If anyone can get this signing done, it's going to be Daniel Levy. But I think he's got to get it done soon because it won't be long until uh, Deo Ufamakano will be off the market. Yeah. Shall we move on to the attacking midfield role then? Okay. So who's your chief option? For my chief option, I've gone for a player that I doubt you'll have heard of. It's Nick Powell of Stoke. Five goals, five assists last season, and a very defensive Stoke side. I mean, he controls the play in that midfield, and I think he's better than Stoke. Uh, three goals and one assist already this season. He could be a great attacking outlet for Spurs. He is 26, which could be a bit of an issue, but I think they need someone to plug in that, that central attacking midfield role. And I think he could be the man for the job. It is a bit risky considering he's coming up from Stoke, hasn't done it in a big league, but I don't know. I think he has something to prove. Yeah, okay. So he's, he's a good little player. Mm. But really, if he's 26 and he's playing in the championship, I'm not sure he's good enough for Spurs. You know, there are a few surprises. Sometimes you get yep. your player who does make that step up and is incredible. But Yeah, as we've seen this season, Ollie Watkins, players like that. Yeah. If you look at those players, a lot of them are a lot younger. Yeah, going into sides that fit them maybe a little bit more. Yeah. But I think it's Mourinho here. If they're going to go out and buy Onana and Upamecano, they're not going to have the money to spend on an expensive option here. And I think it's a good little cheap option that they could take a punt on and not really lose that much money. I agree. And you've seen, you've, you have seen Spurs look at the lower leagues before with the signings of Deli Ali, with the signings of Joe Rosa. Um, so it could happen it would be a big risk but yeah we have to wait and see yeah so who have you gone for for your mid-range option so for my middle option I've gone with Danny Olmo he's a Spaniard he plays for RB Leipzig he did only just sign last January so he's only been there almost a year but um, in, before that in the Croatian League he was extremely impressive in his last full season there he got 12 goals and 9 assists which is just incredible um since he joined Leipzig, he got five goals and five assists um, since then. Yep. Which is very good numbers. He's only 22. Yep. He's only just broken into the Spanish first team, so there's not many statistics for that. But in for under 21, uh, in 14 caps, he got six goals and three assists. So as you can see, consistently, wherever he's gone, he's been performing very well at a very high level. And really, I think the sky's the limit for Daniel Olmo. Yeah, I think I was going to ask questions about coming from the Croatian League, but to do it at Leipzig, he's only been there for just over half a season now in terms of actual playing time. But, well, I think I think he's definitely a good option. And we've also got to remember that he's not first choice at Leipzig. You've got players like Christian and Kuko in front of him. Yeah, and Sabitzer. Yeah. And players like that. So he's not, he isn't playing every single week, week in, week out, 90 minutes, because there's three or four players going into that attacking midfield role and only, really... Only one or two players can play there each week. Yeah. And like, as we've seen under Mourinho, with players like Eden Hazard, as much as he loves to defend, he does love a good creative force up front. And for my expensive option, I think I've gone with just that. A man that was compared to Paul Gascoigne the other week, Jack Grealish of Aston Villa. What a player. He's a star player at Villa. And I think every Premier League fan, whether you like him or not, He's outgrown Villa now. He's, he's starting for England. He's doing amazing things against Belgium. He's proving he can do it against big teams. 
And the fact that he hasn't got a Champions League cap yet is is it's disgraceful, you know. And he was so good last season. It's insane. Like to be controlling a Villa side, he he pretty much kept them up. Definitely, and you, you've seen it this year so far as well. Villa are challenging for Europe, and really the key man in that team is Jack Grealish. You know, he's been linked with all the big clubs. He's been linked with Spurs. He's been linked with United. He's been linked with City. He's been linked with Arsenal. He's been linked with everyone mm-hmm. for good reason as well. He's young. He's English. He's class. Yeah. There's nothing else to say. Yeah, I think he suits Spurs so well. And I think also the fact that Villa are improving around him shows that the board at Villa love him as well. He's clearly a good bloke behind the scenes. You know, the fact that they've decided to keep Dean Smith in, who's maybe not the best manager tactically, things like that, but they've backed him. They've brought in the likes of Ollie Watkins, Matty Cash, uh, Emmy Martinez. I think Jack Grealish is probably the only option here for me. He's so good. And for him not to get a move up yet, it's a disgrace. We saw so many clubs looking at him over the, the break, uh, the transfer window. No one properly went in for him, which I think is insane. Yeah, so the only issue I can see with the transfer of Grealish to Spurs would be that a couple of years ago, when, Gre- um, when Grealish and Villa lost the playoff final, Spurs went in for him. And the transfer nearly happened, but it fell through the last minute because Grealish decided to stay at Villa. Whether that was put him off moving to Spurs this time round, I don't know. But that's the only issue I can see. Yeah. I do think the argument can be made that that was because he hadn't got Villa up and his aim was to get Villa up and now they're up. Uh, they're in a good place. I think maybe this is probably the best time for him to leave while they're in a good position. But I think there's no doubt about it that Jack Grealish is good enough to be at Spurs. He will easily make the cut. And yeah, yeah. I think he's probably the best option. Anyway. That's probably enough of this week, do you not? Yep, I think so. Perfect. Thank you for listening. See ya.